Kanye West is complicated. Kanye the musician is a genius. Is Ye an anti-Semite? Define anti-Semite. He has done, said several anti-Semitic things with a long tail disturbing pattern. I'm 100% black, I'm 100% Jewish, so it was very, very tough for me. Kanye, pre all of this drama now, he's always been my favorite artist. So we're in Brooklyn right now, and I'm about to link up with a local Jewish rapper named Kosha Dills. He just released a track called Deathcon 3 in response to Kanye's tweets about the Jewish people. He's invited us to go get some bagels. So let's go link up. Kosha, what's going on, man? What up, what up, what up? How are you? Rami Evanesh, AKA Kosha Dills, sits at a particular intersection. He's a rapper and comedian on MTV's Wild and Out. Crispy the cream, you look like your beard nice when you living in a dream. I don't know what even to go to say to him, but I didn't come to ATL to talk to a Canadian. Comfortable in both the hip hop and Jewish worlds. When you heard the sort of slew of comments that came from Kanye over the past few weeks on multiple different outlets, how did you react? Mm. Were you surprised? It was a big bummer, you know what I mean? Because I, I play Kanye, you know? His album with Jay-Z, Yeezus, Donda, all of it. You're like, oh, damn, dude. Because, you know, as a Jewish person, you're like, damn, they got to him. You know what I mean? They're like, he's, he's gone. You know what I mean? It's like uh, they've been possessed or something. You ever see the movies when they, like, they got the zombie? Of course. Yeah, and you're like, it's a rap. You got to kill your girlfriend now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're like, she's gone. She's a zombie now. Where do you even begin with Kanye West? What's up, yay? One of the most prolific and dominating personalities in music history, and the man behind the explosive brand, Yeezy. Kanye West is complicated. Kanye the musician is a genius. He really understood how people wanted to hear the music. And then later, he became quite iconic in the fashion spaces too. But he also says a lot of really controversial and hurtful things. He's complicated. For decades, we've watched the man known as Ye rise and fall. He's always been must-see TV, from the records that changed the game like Jesus Walks. To the ones like Famous that really raised some eyebrows. I made that bitch famous. There were the televised outbursts. George Bush doesn't care about black people. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. And then there was the truly bizarre. Kanye posting this music video, taking direct aim at Pete Davidson, his ex-wife's boyfriend at the time. God sent me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Each time, yay, seemed to emerge from the scandal mostly unscathed. I feel like 
Kanye West was tweeting things and making blanket statements and there were no repercussions for a really long time. The fall of 2022 changed all of that. But now for the first time, the 45-year-old mogul may have dug himself a hole even he can't climb out of. The growing backlash to Kanye West's offensive and anti-Semitic remarks. The fallout continues for Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, whose recent anti-Semitic comments have caused public outrage. This morning, Adidas dropping the rapper formerly known as Kanye West and his billion-dollar Yeezy brand. It largely began on October 3rd. The artist shocking fans at Paris Fashion Week when he donned a White Lives Matter shirt, seen in a photo posted to Twitter by conservative commentator Candace Owens. When I started working with him, I saw that although he had a big vision, although he had a big heart and he was very generous, I also saw that he lacked the understanding of how to frame conversations and how to articulate what was frustrating him. Jason Lee was head of media and partnerships for Ye's latest album. Did I ever hear him say racist things about people? Never. Never heard him say that. In fact, his staff and his relationships were very diverse. But when I noticed that um, he didn't have a regard for the impact of his words on social media because he was blinded with emotion from his divorce or for other things, I understood that because people knew I was affiliated with him, they would think I was somewhat uh, involved with that. And I just felt like there was a conflict. After Ye wore that White Lives Matter shirt, Jason quit. But it wasn't just those comments that pushed him over the edge. The other thing, to be quite honest with you, is uh, I love politics and I love to be involved with politics. And he said that the day he would ask me for access to his Twitter would be the day that he planned to run for president. And when he asked for the password to his Twitter, I knew that that was time to go. And I left. And two weeks later, you saw what you saw on social media. What we saw was Ye unhinged firing off a series of inflammatory remarks, some of which were anti-Semitic. In one Instagram post, falsely suggesting rap mogul Diddy was being controlled by, quote, Jewish people. Even going as far as tweeting, he would go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. I think it's, it's just vile. That's, that's disgusting and vile. These anti-Semitic and racist comments got him restricted from Instagram and Twitter. But still, he doubled down. There's so many black musicians signed to Jewish record labels, and those Jewish record labels take ownership, it's like, oh, that's mine. This guy signed to me. It's like a modern-day slavery. During an interview on the podcast Drink Champs on October 15th, Ye made more anti-Semitic comments and also repeated a false conspiracy theory about George Floyd's death. They hit him with the fentanyl. If you look, the, the guy's knee wasn't even on his neck like that. Though George Floyd did have fentanyl in his system, the medical examiner said his death was a homicide due to cardiopulmonary arrest. On October 21st, Balenciaga cut ties with Ye. And a few days later, the other shoe dropped. Adidas, Ye's collaborator on the hugely popular Yeezy brand, ended its partnership with the rapper, calling Ye's behavior and comments unacceptable, hateful, and dangerous. The decision will likely cost the company hundreds of millions of dollars. Kanye West kind of made um, like a flippant comment that Adidas is going nowhere, that they're locked in. And Adidas said, hold on, player. <laughs> Actually, we're also going to remove ourselves from, from business dealings with you, too. And that was colossal. But they also, you know, both made a hell of a statement saying that there are, in fact, consequences to things that you say. The loss? 
massive, potentially costing Ye over a billion dollars, and at this point, maybe his entire legacy. So where does this leave Ye now? And what does our reaction to him say about us? Since this has happened, it's been very, very tough for me. Um, since the, the statements by Ye, it's been very tough for me because um, he was one of my favorites, all-time favorites. I felt very um, let down. Nissim Black comes at this from a unique perspective. The son of two hip-hop artists, growing up in Seattle, he got involved with street gangs. But the violence and drugs pushed him to explore his faith, ultimately leading him to convert to Judaism. He's now a practicing Orthodox Jew. The reason why I feel let down is not because he said something bad about, about, about the Jewish people per se, it's the fact that he did it from such an uneducated standpoint. In multiple interviews, Ye seemed to draw from the black Hebrew Israelite ideology that claims black people are the true chosen people of God. You're creates saying a problem. it's anti-Semitic, but I don't believe in that term. One thing is, Black people are also Jew. I classify as Jew also. So I actually can't be an anti-Semitic. So the rise of, of the anti-Semitic, I guess, statements that are happening in the entertainment industry amongst the specifically, you know, black sports players, uh, black rappers, um, is, you know, really coming from that same miseducation that I think that Ye is coming from. And, and a lot of it is, is being birthed, and I feel like it's being underwritten, um, as I mentioned, uh, by this this uh, replacement doctrine and theology of black Hebrew Israelites. I think it's spreading in the entertainment industry, and I think people have been sleeping on it. We wanted to really get into these complicated issues. So we sat down with Jews from a diversity of perspectives and experiences. My name is Justin Jaffe. Uh, I'm an arts and culture reporter um, and a proud Jew, raised conservative. My name is Rudy Rockman. I'm a Jewish and Israel rights activist. I'm based in Jerusalem and Israel. I'm Yolanda Savage-Narva. I'm the assistant vice president for racial equity, diversity, and inclusion for the Union for Reform Judaism. Hey, gang. Uh, Rabbi Shays Rishon, a.k.a. Manish Chana, where I generally write and speak under, on racial and religious identity and how the intersections tend to manifest, particularly around American Judaism. I think one of the things that we want to do today is have an uncomfortable conversation that does push the conversation forward, especially in a time where it feels like there are so many voices shouting at each other. When you hear the name Ye or Kanye West, how do you guys react? I honestly um, think multiple things. I think it's really important for us to um, call out hurtful anti-Semitic rhetoric and then look at um, the individual as well. And I think we have to understand how these things manifest themselves and how as activists at this table, we do what we need to do to root them out and to move our, our communities, our collective communities in the right direction. Multiple things can be true at the same time. There was no backlash against Kanye when he was like making uh, comments that were very like misogynistic. I don't even know how to conjugate. No, no, massage noir, specifically. Massage noir, okay, which yeah, is yeah. specifically hatred of black women. Mm. Um, no one said anything about that. So it very much gives that sort of perception of, you know, society cares more about Jews than black people. Mm. Um, 
Is that true? Is that not true? There's been a huge reaction to what he said, and I'm happy that the world is reacting to his anti-Semitism. But it's more so when it's coming from someone particular today that is identified on the right, where Kanye is seen more as a right-wing figure, the world is going to react. But when the big people that fall more on the left are saying things against Israel and the Jewish people, I don't hear those same celebrities standing up and calling their anti-Semitism out for what it is. Why was what Ye said anti-Semitic? I think the question you're asking is a very good question because most people who reacted to his comments were just calling it anti-Semitic and not explaining why it's anti-Semitic. He was using certain tropes that have been used throughout society and especially with the Nazis to find the problems that was experienced within the society at the time and taking those problems and attaching them to the Jewish people. And so literally all of his experience that were bad, whether it's the media that sees him in a certain way, whether it's him losing his family to uh, another person, whether it's him with uh, his brand deals being removed, whatever bad experience he had, he was saying, this is because of the Jews and the Jews are responsible for this and the Jews are responsible for that. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that you hear a mix of, of what Kanye said that is um, dabbling a little bit in the trope world and stereotypes. And we've had conversations before around good stereotypes, bad stereotypes. A stereotype is dangerous regardless of if it sounds good. How much of a caveat is mental health when it comes to Ye? Because we've been talking about that being an issue for him for, for years now, and yet we're still giving him the platform that he's gotten. And Conflating those is very dangerous. I, I have bipolar people in my family. I have very intimate relationships with folks with, with ongoing mental health struggles, and there's still an intention um, to self-regulate and to self-improve. We can't conflate the two as an excuse or a justification for what's happening because it cheapens the mental health conversation. Experts we spoke with from Johns Hopkins Medicine warned us against conflating mental health challenges and outright bigotry, but say the conversation around mental health should not be dismissed. I think that it is more challenging to talk about mental health and the black community. Culturally, we're, we're designed to say, take it to church, take it to your minister, take it to God. There are health professionals that are in place for a reason. You can have both a minister and a therapist. And I think we just now are arriving at a place where we're getting far more open to talking about those things, but I think we still have a really long way to go. Is Ye an anti-Semite? Hmm. Hmm. Define anti-Semite. It's a fair question, first of all. If it's it? hate, then I don't think so. But mm -hmm. if it's someone that believes things that are problematic against Jews and has done things that have caused problems to the Jewish community, then yes. He has definitely said many anti-Semitic things and used anti-Semitic tropes. I don't know that I have the power to call a person a thing, an anti-Semite. But behavior, um, rhetoric, dialogue, yes, has been, has been anti-Semitic. I'm envious of how they don't shoot each other in the streets and then rap about it. I'm envious that they turn their phones off on Friday night and the family comes together. I want that for the black people. I want that. We need that. If you listen to what he's saying, he's actually admiring the Jewish people. He's actually very passionate about trying to emulate the things that the Jewish people does. His anti-Semitism is coming more from a place of jealousy, which is also a way for one to be anti-Semitic. You see him kind of mixing a lot of things, and they, they are all dangerous, they all have an impact. What is the physical effect of speech like Kanye's? How does it manifest on the ground in daily life? My brother and my niece and nephew live down the street from the Tree of Life synagogue. And I remember in the aftermath of that shooting where it felt very real to me. 
and and I was seeking to console my family. I think the moment something hits close to home or affects people, like these kids, my niece and nephew are are so pure. They haven't been bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah yet. And to be to to know at that age that a sector of the country hates you and doesn't think you have a right to exist is not something anybody in this country should have to grow up with. In the heart of Jewish communities, the rise in anti-Semitic incidents is undeniable. One in four Brooklyn residents are Jewish, and Crown Heights is often a front line for anti-Semitic attacks. If you think about like anti-Semitism in general and anti-Semitic attacks, the people that get attacked don't look like, you know, like random dudes that are white. They look, they look, you know, they have yarmulkes on their heads, you know what I'm saying? Because if someone's gonna come and smack them or attack them, or they're gonna go to a synagogue, you know, a place of worship, because they know specific kind of people will be there. For an individual such as myself or other people of my community who are openly Jewish, you know, you can you can look at a spot us a mile away, a Jewish, we're definitely going to be the ones that take the brunt and we're definitely going to have to have those tough conversations and deal with a lot of the insults. Nassim Black lives in Israel, but he spends his time traveling the world trying to inspire the next generation. Today, he's in Dallas, but no matter where he is, he's always wearing his identity. It was for me, I had a very, very, very strong belief in God. I've only been Jewish for going on maybe 10 years. I've experienced way more anti-Semitism in the last 10 years than I have racism in the last 35 years of my life. The numbers are not even close. How many names I've been called, eggs that have been thrown at me, slurs that's been spewed to me in person and then online, forget about it. When everybody's at home in their own boxes and they feel they can say whatever they want, the amount of anti-Semitism I've experienced has been beyond. Anti-Semitism didn't start with Ye's comments. And unfortunately, it won't end with them either. The numbers speak for themselves. According to the ADL, anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S. are at their highest level since tracking began in 1979. Up 34% from 2020 to 2021, with more than 2,700 incidents in just last year. Brutal attack on a rabbi's home outside New York City, where dozens were celebrating Hanukkah. Monsi, New York, a deadly machete attack killing one, injuring four others. Breaking news out of Texas, the unfolding hostage situation. Colleyville, Texas, an armed suspect storming a synagogue holding four hostage. There has been a shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh's Squirrel Hill neighborhood. And the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 11 killed, the deadliest anti-Semitic attack on U.S. soil. These are just a few of the communities that have experienced what happens when people act out hatred. But what kind of impact have Ye's words had? These are the signs hanging over the country's busiest highway, a few days after his remarks. We immediately started receiving hate comments from people agreeing with Kanye. Similarly to the banner that was hanging above the 405 that said Kanye was right about the Jews, a lot of the comments were in that vein. Anti-Semitism is not just a Jewish problem. Everyone needs to be worried about it because when Jews are targeted, 
It usually starts with the Jews, but it ends with other marginalized groups. The CEO of the Holocaust Museum LA, just off the 405 and right in Ye's California backyard, asked Ye to come to the museum to understand just how words can incite horrific violence and genocides. Look, Kanye's comments were anti-Semitic. He uses anti-Semitic tropes that have been around for thousands of years. When you say things like Jewish people control the media, Jewish people control money and control the government, his comments are, are anti-Semitic. There's no question. But Ye declined the tour of the museum and its exhibits, which honor survivors. And he's telling me, like, yo, I want you to visit the Holocaust Museum. And I was like, yo, I want you to visit Planned Parenthood. That's our Holocaust Museum. It's a real shame. You know, a lot of our survivors were in Auschwitz. They were in multiple camps. They lived through it. They saw people being killed in front of their own eyes just for being Jewish. So to deny an invitation to come learn, Kanye has over 30 million social media followers. That is twice as many Jews living on this earth. How can you use your platform to fuel hatred like that? Ultimately, I, th I think the fact that he didn't say to the individuals that he had the problem with, right? He said it to the entire nation, right? As if the whole entire Jewish nation is after Kanye West. So I think it was just one of those things that uh, made everybody feel eerie, made everybody feel a, a certain way. In Southern California's melting pot, Los Angeles, flyers inked with hate and left in front of homes. Those messages hung from the 405 show hatred is not confined to history. I think the Jewish population is alarmed right now. I think people are worried, people are scared, and it's not even just in Los Angeles. We can't just teach the history of the Holocaust because why does history keep repeating itself? We need to understand the lessons. to what Kanye said. Everybody had their own reaction, but you're one of the few who actually decided to make a music video. Why was it important for you to write a song and make a music video about his statements at all? Now I understand you need money for pics and views. You're a blind billionaire and I see the bitch in you. This for all the right wingers left is who do. Because no one was going to do it and I knew it. And I know it was like the biggest time to make an impact to keep the conversation going. I have a leg in it. I'm, I'm, I really do this. I'm part of all these communities. What's your name? I want to make noise and people think of New York, they think of this area, this place has history and trauma. In moments like these where it feels like two groups are being pitted against one another, does it feel like the spotlight's on you guys because of the intersectionality y'all represent? I mean, if someone black and Jewish, your world is on fire in some way, shape or form on any given day. <laughs> um, uh, I like to say being black and Jewish is like being black with more black added on. So I think it's people who in this country have been defined in the margins of the community. And there is a trauma response that happens. And that um, trauma is used to divide and conquer people. And it's used over and over again. Ye has not provided evidence of his allegations about being mistreated by Jewish executives and lawyers in his orbit. 
His comments are deeply anti-Semitic and have sparked conversations about how the black and Jewish communities have historically interacted. So at different points in American musical history, you have this profound intersection and relationship between uh, blacks and Jews um, that at times, frankly, has been um, exploitive and built on the back of black Americans. Well, this is where multiple things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Amen. Or it can be multiple things can be wrong at the same time. Like. If you look in the 80s and 90s, a lot of early hip-hop artists and their managers and all the infamous stories of being like uh, swindled or whatever, and then their managers just happen to also be Jewish. And so his personal experiences, that might be a true thing. The anti-Semitism is like, oh, this is how this people interacts with this other people. And that's that's where it becomes problematic. We know what happens when anti-Semitism goes unchecked and is allowed to grow. Both Jewish and black communities, for someone who literally sits in that seat, are those shared experiences? Are they shared, one, and two, are they comparable? I've experienced anti-Semitism from non-Jews. I've experienced racism from white Jews. Like, I've had change thrown at me, like, from African-American classmates going to public school. I've been spat on in kosher pizza parlors in Crown Heights. Like, it's, there are two different experiences that are happening at the same time, and what I think really happens is that we combat anti-Semitism with anti-blackness and we combat anti-blackness with anti-Semitism. Is anti-blackness pervasive in the Jewish community? For sure. I mean, as long as you have racism in the world, you'll experience it within many communities. Um, And I cannot speak to that experience because I'm not black, so I cannot talk about that from personal experience, but it definitely exists. I just want to ask you another question. Does anti-Semitism exist in the black community? I would say it's in all communities, mm-hmm. and and the black community is no exception. You know, it's lurking, it's bubbling, and I think to say that it's black anti-Semitism is a way to kind of other it in a sense that takes away the intersectionality of um, people who are black and Jewish. And everybody wants to know, especially being black and Jewish, what do you have to say? What do you have to say? I Me, mean, obviously, it definitely reshaped a lot of the way that I've seen Kanye. He's going to have to pay for it one way or another. Um, so if that means, you know, I, I came into a place, I have on Yeezys right now. So I said to myself, listen, I already bought them. What am I going to do? If I take them off, what's it going to hurt? He's not going to feel any different than if I took off the shoes. But, you know, it's one of those things where you can't, you can't run uh, to such extremes when, when what needs to happen is a, is a conversation. That conversation is happening in the sneaker industry and has left people like Dejan Park with a tough decision to make. Another pair of Yeezys. Right Blue tints, another classic, right. and they restock them. There's like that, that whole saying, like, I make feet contact or I make sneaker contact before I make eye contact, which is so true. Get for the Supreme, Supreme pair. pair! Come on! <laughs> so how much does Supreme Pair go for now? 150. The NYU student has spent the past six years building a business, buying and reselling sneakers. He now has six people on his team, and he runs it out of his small New York City apartment. How big is Kanye in the sneaker world? Yeah, he's huge. I mean, just if we're just looking at Adidas, uh, he kind of sparked, he kind of inspired the whole run we saw with Adidas and their whole boost technology. Beyond being a reseller, Dejin's a 19-year-old hip-hop-loving sneakerhead and is one of the millions of stands caught at the crossroads of Ye's latest mess. Who is Kanye to you in, from both a musical perspective and then a fashion perspective? Kanye, pre all of this drama now, He's always been my favorite artist. All my friends know I, I love listening to Kanye music. I've always loved his songs. And, and fashion-wise, he's always been 
uh, someone I've looked up to as a creative. When you first heard and saw Kanye's comments on social media and in different, multiple different platforms, how did you react? What we decided on was that uh, if Kanye were to be releasing his own shoes or if he was continuing to work with Adidas, then we wouldn't be purchasing shoes directly from him because we don't want the revenue and the money to be going towards him. But we felt comfortable buying shoes from other resellers because the money, the pairs are already on the market. The money's not going in Kanye's pocket. Daejin actually expects the price of Yeezys to go up. StockX, a streetwear resale platform, also indicates prices of certain Adidas Yeezy models have surged almost 20% in the week following the end of the partnership. Do you think the sneaker community should have a tougher bottom line on, on issues like this? Because they're not going anywhere, right? With resellers, it's tough because people are doing this full time, right? They depend on sneakers as a way to put food on the table and pay for rent. Is there anything Ye could do or say that is that line in the sand that would say, hey, we, we got to stop selling the shoes? I think it's tough to, to have answers to it now. I feel like it would be something we would react to. Um, it would be something he says and then we're like, there it is, like that's the line right there. I mean, he said DEFCON 3 on yeah, the Jewish people. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and like I said, it's, it's uh, the decision we made right now. It's, it's an ongoing decision. It's not set in stone, um, and, and it could not be the right decision. I'm just glad it's starting a conversation. What do you guys make uh, of the fallout uh, of what Kanye said? I'm not a big supporter of cancel culture, but I could understand why Jewish businessmen would not want to do business with a person that said very anti-Semitic things. I know I have Yeezys myself. Are you going to keep wearing them? I'm not wearing them. I'm not burning them either, but I'm also opening up a window and a door that I hope that Kanye does something called chuva. And chuva is to not really repent, but to fill in the lack of truth when you spoke uh, and to fix and to repair the relationships and the things that you might have broken. He has the rest of his life and hopefully a very long life to be able to use that opportunity to create light in this world and to repair what was broken. Mm -hmm. I just want to agree with that, too. I, you know, I when I talk about cancel versus compassion culture, there, there's accountability that um, everyone has to take for their actions, and so that's understandable. And chuva is very important, I think, in the, the realm of people understanding the impact of their behaviors. Can you separate the artist from their art, the man from the art? Do you think so, Justin? I think what's changed with Kanye is that he's intentionally merged his lifestyle and his multi-hyphenate brand with his creative output and his identity to the point where they're often inseparable. And so I think it's harder generally in today's culture and societies to separate the artist from the art. Will you continue to listen to Kanye's music? Art is in the eye of the beholder, right? And so I think people will make their individual decisions about whether or not they separate that, whether or not there's anything to separate in some people's minds. Yeah, I would say that I was a fan of, of Kanye West and I grew up on his music like many other people who grew up in America. Um, I'm not wearing his shoes anymore and I'm not listening to his music. That is my personal choice. I think there's a certain level where you have to decide how much to respect you have for yourself. I didn't realize that I could be considered anti-Semitic till I read one of the definitions of anti-Semitism. Ye is now back on Twitter. And since Adidas cut ties, hasn't stopped talking, continuing a string of bizarre and anti-Semitic remarks in this video posted by the Daily Mail, likening his past few weeks to the last minutes of George Floyd's life.
Right now, God has shown me by what Adidas is doing and by what by what the media is doing, I know how it feels to have a knee on my neck now. How about Kanye's music? You think you can listen to his tracks still? I heard it and it was just like awkward, you know what I mean? It's sort of like something else that you used to have a relationship with and now you just don't. Hey, anti-anti-Semitism bars you New York City heat with every kid up in my star. Used to be Rami Kickles at the jar. Used to death country. Guarantee you welcome for yeah. But education is always the answer. Canceling is never the answer. First off, we have to have faith as human beings. We have to have faith in humanity that everybody wants good. Think you got hate, bro. You should see the comments section call me fake. Hebrew blame for living life. We should be emphasizing that a person should heal and fix a situation rather than just throwing them away and not wanting to engage with them. I think it's really important that we step back from the message and the messenger and understand that the seeds of white supremacy, white dominant culture, are created to do just what it's doing at this point in time. And yes, we are supposed to call out behavior, call in the person, and we need to figure out how to prevent these things from happening in the first place. The blame color is a weapon they use to separate us like an educated fools. I speak for myself and many others too, from the dreidel to the grave, I'm a rep what I do.